right, here we go. Sarah back with another episode of Your Fucking Welcome. This one is the first one that I've recorded since the podcast episodes were actually out into the world, right? Like before it was kind of like uh, recording everything behind the scenes and waiting for this thing to be birthed, if you will. And now I feel like I'm like in it with you guys and I don't know, the buzz is going and the excitement is going. And so I just feel super excited about that. And I hope you're excited. And again, um, just really grateful for you for listening to this, for sharing this, for rating, subscribing, all of those kind of things. Because again, I feel like we're on the the verge of some really magical, exciting stuff. And I hope you feel that because again, that's really my desire as we kickstart this whole new chapter of my business that again, we're going deeper, we're going bigger, and we're talking about all of the things that I think are really important, but that we haven't quite covered together yet, right? And so I knew that I had to do an episode around just what 2020 looked like for us strategically because A, I know that that's what a lot of you want to hear, but B, I also felt like, I don't know, like I feel as though I'm known for strategy. My people come to me for the most part for strategy and I'm really fucking good at strategy. And so I don't wanna not talk about those things, right? Balanced out with last year, again, our first million dollar year, and it was by far the simplest year we've ever had by far the simplest year we ever had. And that was by choice, right? And so I'm gonna break down a little bit what I think was the most important type of stuff when it comes to being able to scale to that seven figure mark. You know, I hear a lot of people asking questions like, well, what does it take to go from, you know, 10K months to 20K months? Or what does it take to go from 500K to a million? And it's such a tricky layered answer because it's not its not that simple, right? Somebody could have a half a million dollar year and then have a million dollar year the following year and their businesses looked radically different, you know, to the two years comparing them. And so it's not as though I ever want to make it seem or feel as though my way is the magical way or this strategy is the strategy because no, I really, I have learned over and over again in my business and especially last year, I have learned that the strategy you believe in is going to be the one that works. And I know that there are a lot of you that don't want to hear that. And I'm sorry, except for I'm not. I'm not sorry because it really is the truth. It really is the truth. And again, I proved that to myself um, on a really big level last year. And so in this episode, I want to hopefully give you the permission, give you the guidance, if you will, to take what you're doing that's working well and amplify it. Because really that's all this is all ever about. What are you doing well? What's working for you? What feels good? How can we amplify those things? And then how can we also let go and pivot where we need to when it comes to the things that you're no longer enjoying or the things that aren't working, right? Like that's really all of this is when it comes to scaling and growing, right? Again, more of what works, more of what feels good and less of what doesn't and less of what doesn't feel good and what's not working, right? And so again, that was a big part. Like those things were played a really big role in terms of us making the money that we did last year. So I just broke it down into a couple different things that I wanted you to know. And you know, I know that some of you listen to all of my stuff, you've been in my my programs. And so, you know, my sales strategy for the most part. And then I know I'm going to have people who are brand new to me. So I wanted to make sure that everybody was getting something, if you will. So I want to make sure that I'm covering, um, the basics and the things that I think you need to know while also taking it up a notch. Right. And so the first thing that I want to talk about is simplifying. 
which feels boring. But to me, it, it, to me, it's not boring at all. To me, simplifying is like fresh air. Every single time I feel overwhelmed or every single time I feel like I'm just going in too many diff different directions or I feel burnt out, when I recognize that I could simplify the situation that I'm in, it really is such a beautiful freeing feeling for me. And so, and, and that sounds like a silly thing because it's like, okay, well then Sarah just remember it all the time, but no, I'm human and I don't always remember it. And I have my moments where again, I, I'm overwhelmed and days in, weeks in, whatever, I come to realize that, oh, I'm the one overwhelming myself and actually simplicity is a choice here, right? And so I always want you to remember that. But if we flash back to April of last year, April was our first six-figure month ever. Now, I had wanted to have a six-figure month for years, right? I obsessed over it. I made it mean a ton about me that I hadn't had a six-figure month yet. I was really kind of obsessive about it. And I think I'm going to do a separate podcast episode just on how to um, really, I, I don't use the term quantum leap, although that's essentially what it is. But I want to do an episode specifically just about how to really like go to that next income level quickly, right? How to make really big progress in a quick manner. So I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that. But my point is, is that for years, I try to force myself to believe that I could, you know, all of a sudden have a six figure month. And, you know, I try to get my belief around it and I try to do it other people's way. And I tried to feel this and do that right based on guidance that I was getting from other people, other coaches. And to be clear, that's not their fault at all. I don't blame anybody for that. I, I want to say that I want to be really clear about that because as a side rant, I really hate when I see people, you know, complaining about, oh, this coach made me do it her way or or whatever it is, because we always have to have that self-responsibility in terms of knowing what works best for us, what doesn't feel right for us, right? And so again, I never want to act as though it was somebody else's fault or, or whatever, because I wasn't shifting or seeing something, you know, more clearly. But I believed that, and as many people do, I had this belief, I had this feeling, I had this story that in order to go to the next level, in order to make more money, in order to make, you know, double what I was making, I convinced myself, told myself, believed that it had to be so much more complicated. It had to be different. It had to be somebody else's way. It had to be this whole new, again, going back to the drawing board and let's, let's kind of rewrite all of the rules and let's do all this fancy, crazy shit. Let's believe on a deeper level. Let's do different type of mindset work. And I tried that. And in trying that, those were the times that I was the most lost in my business, right? Those were the times I was the most lost. And so we go back to, again, April, 2020, and obviously, you know, the pandemic was fresh at that point. And for the most part, I really remained fairly calm throughout the entire thing. Like in the beginning, there was so much fear and I know so much fear around, you know, entrepreneurs, the women that I was speaking to, right? Where everything just felt like so uncertain, more uncertain than any of us had ever experienced before. And there was just so much fear about like, God, like people are, you know, getting laid off. Businesses are closing. How am I going to make money? Is it okay to sell? Is it wrong to sell? Again, it was just this moment of a lot of fear. And again, I did not feel a sense of fear, I wanna say like 80% of the time. 
most of the time I was really calm and clear in terms of, okay, well, we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing. We know how to make money. And if we have to start selling things for $5, all right, I'll just sell them to more people. Like we'll make money. That was kind of my uh, my go-to in terms of calming myself down, like logicking my way through it, if you will. And, but I did have my moments, you know, my, both of my parents were, you know, kind of like forced out of work when all of this was happening. And, you know, either of them are, you know, far away from retirement age anyway, but it still felt like this, oh God, the world's on fire and we don't know what's going to happen. And I feel this sense of responsibility, even though I wasn't right. But this like, oh, this could all be on me and I better make money now. I had this fear of like, I've got to get this moving because God knows what's going to happen. And I really better, you know, have a big launch or, you know, put my, put my foot to the gas. Like we really have to make this happen. And again, it wasn't most of the time, but it was some of the time. And so we go into April and I knew that I was going to launch my program, the 500 K sales system, which no longer exists. It's actually becoming part of my show up and blow up Academy, but we were gearing up to launch that. And I kind of, from a little bit of a place of fear, I was like, okay, I know that this launch is gonna go well, but I really wanna ramp it up. I really want to go balls to the wall. Like, you know, we weren't showing up on Instagram. We weren't showing up on my Facebook profile. I'm like, okay, like I was trying to get my belief around the fact that we can do all these extra things. We can do webinars or we can do, not webinars. I definitely wasn't gonna do webinars, but I was like, I could do retargeting ads. Like I had this whole like kind of like big strategy mapped out so that we could again, go big and make a lot of money. But also again, from this like fear-based place of like, oh God, let's make money now. And let's make sure that we can again, get ahead of this, if you will, which is, which sounds so silly to say, but that really was the mindset that I had at, at moments there. And it was literally probably day two of that launch, right? We're launching the 500K sales system. And this is again, at this time is a signature program. It's a program that people ask about, are ready to sign up for it before I even announce it. Like it always sells well, but I'm in my mind, again, a little bit scared there. You know, I'm selling a $1,500 program. Is that too much, especially given everything that's going on? And so again, we have this big launch planned out. And on day two, I remember like so vividly just sitting on my couch so overwhelmed and feeling as though I had to go so many different directions and I hadn't felt that way in a while. And I just had this like moment of like clarity wash over me. And like, I know that that sounds really cheesy, but I swear to you, that's actually how it felt. And I literally had like this moment where I was like Zach Morris style, like timeout. Like I've got to take a timeout because I can't feel this way anymore. And I had this thing where I was like, fuck torture vibes, like fuck torture vibes kept coming to me. And like, you have to make peace here with the fact that there are always going to be so many things you can do, but you also don't want to do all of them, right? I don't want a big team. I don't want a, to answer to a bunch of people. Like I don't want all of these bells and whistles when it comes to launching or selling or making money. And I was again, pushing myself to do it from this place of fear. And I just had this like overwhelming moment of like, again, like you need a timeout. All of these things, all of these things you like think you have to do right now, but also all of the things that you want to do in the future, all of these ambitious things, all of this drive that you have, like you need a breather and you need to kind of get refocused and recentered and simplify here because Otherwise, you're never going to live the way that you want to live. And I say this often, and it's not always the easiest thing to remember or, you know, really hear. Trust me, I know that. But 
so often, so many of us find ourselves in cycles, right, of working too much or, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to coach anymore, but I'm going to, I'm going to coach just this one last time because this client wants to hire me and I don't want to say no to the money, whatever it is. We find ourselves in these cycles or I find this a lot with people who want to leave their full-time jobs. We're in these cycles and we kind of keep telling ourselves that like they'll stop then, they'll stop when this happens. And I really just see so clearly over and over again that no cycle stops until you make it stop. It's gonna keep going. I literally picture like like feet on like a on the pedals of a bike. Like they're gonna keep spinning and spinning and spinning until you put your foot on the ga on the brakes. And I really just had this moment where I was like, I don't care if I make less money. I need a timeout. I'm making peace with the fact that there are all these things that I could do, but that there are things that I don't want to do, and I'm sick of feeling this way. I am sick of feeling this way. And it really like, I want you to understand the way in which like in that moment, I just took a stand for myself. Like it really was just like a, a, a line in the sand moment where like I'm done. And I didn't make that decision, right? Thinking it was going to be a money-making decision. I was, it was a sanity decision. And so I said to my sister, I was like, again, I'm done with this. We're simplifying, fuck the Facebook profile, fuck Instagram, fuck this, fuck the podcast, fuck all these things for right now, not forever, but for right now. And right now we're simplifying. And if that means we make less money, we make less money. I don't care. I just want to feel like things are simple. Lo and behold, we had our first six figure month by simplifying. And it was such a cool moment it was such a cool slap in the face that doing more does not mean more money. Doing more does not mean more money. We launched this program that people know. I came at that launch with better energy, caring more about what I was saying because I was able to be more present and more calm when I was writing this post or doing this live video. I was speaking and articulating more clearly as to why I believe so deeply in the program. And those types of things where I was doing the things that I was doing better instead of doing more things. And that is not a coincidence. That is not a coincidence. And I really want you to hear me again when I say that like, I wanted to have a six figure month for so long. And the month that I calmed the fuck down about it was the month that it happened. And I know that that's a really annoying thing to hear. Like, I want you to know that I know that that's an annoying thing to hear when you hear other people, like you just let it go and it happened. Like, okay, great, but I really want it. And I know that that can be easy. Like that can be hard to wrap your brain around. And so I hope me explaining it to you practically kind of how it came about that helps a little bit because again, I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, most of you are going to be service providers, right? Most of you are going to be service providers, which again, just like we talked about a couple episodes ago, it means that you are your product. Your product being thrown all around the internet with okay energy versus doing fewer things but better energy, you're always going to win with less stuff, better stuff. You are always going to win with less stuff, better stuff. And again, it was such a cool moment of clarity for me. And I want to really drill that point home to you that you thinking that the next level has to be sexier or more complicated. It's not true. It is simply not true, right? If like, 
if you have only gotten one client, right? Let's say you have only gotten one client ever in your business. You've done something that you've proven to yourself it works, right? And so many of us don't even take the moment to be grateful for that. And again, I don't mean that in this like cheesy, like write out what you're, what you're grateful for in the morning. Cause like, not that that's a bad thing. It's a wonderful thing. But I also think a lot of us force ourselves to do that. We don't even like, aren't really feeling the gratitude. We're just doing it because we heard somebody else talk about it. But if you're actually grateful and more than grateful, actually recognizing the victory and instead of like focusing on the next thing, it makes it so much easier to recognize that, oh, well, this worked. Let me sit with why this worked so well. And let me sit with how can I then amplify it, right? What about that sales call made that person sign? What was the thing that I said that really got her to move? How can I take that and apply that feeling into more of my sales copy or into getting more people on the phone, right? Take that magic, if you will, and stretch it instead of being so preoccupied with the outcome that you want, that you're not seeing clearly that you're trying everything and you're going in a million different directions. And you're kind of like, again, like grasping at straws, if you will, trying again, every little thing. And instead just anchoring into what works and anchoring into like where the magic actually happens and then amplifying it. Right. And so again, that's really what we did when it comes to simplifying that month. It was like, I know live videos, right. For example, work really well for me. I know this program works really well for me. I know that when I show up fully here, it really works well for me. And I just, again, doubled down on that thought process and that concept. And I also know that I do the best work, right? I make the most money when I'm not coming from this place of force, when I'm not coming from this place of like, I've got to get the sale. When I really allow myself to be inspired and I allow myself to actually say things because I want to say them. And so the act of simplifying leaves room for that right? Because if you're overwhelmed, if you're, if you feel as though you're completely stretched, right? You're doing a million different things. You're burnt out. No, the inspiration is not very easy, right? You're not inspired when you're exhausted. That's not you. That's all of us, right? We can't force inspiration. Trust me. I have tried. We cannot force inspiration. We have to allow inspiration to come through and you can't allow the, that inspiration can't come through when you are making yourself miserable doing a billion different things, right? And again, I feel as though, especially as women, we have this tendency to just believe that we can put more on our plate. Like, oh, but I worked six hours, but I should have worked 10. Or, well, I did this sales page, I should have been able to do two. And I think we have a really hard time recognizing or admitting when enough's enough. And so I wanna just remind you here that like you're one person, <laughs> I always think of my friend, um, who is, she's just hilarious. But when I worked with her in a restaurant for a really long time and she would always, if she was busy, if she got a bunch of tables or if she got double sat, whatever it is, she would like, she'd be like, I'm not an octopus. Right? She would start yelling at the manager. Like, I'm not an octopus. I'm like, you're not an octopus. Like you don't have eight arms. Like you can't do 15 billion things at the same time. Right. And you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be able to. And so giving yourself that grace and again, doing what you do well and doing it better. Right. And again, amplifying it, and we'll just talk about in a moment, in any way possible, rather than again, believing that the next level has to be 
believing that the next level has to be sexier or more complicated, right? Double down on what you know is working. Allow yourself to keep, keep it simple. Allow yourself to work in a way that you actually work best, right? And what I always say, and what I believe is deeply true, is if you keep bringing people into your world, if you keep showing up for those people, if you keep selling to those people, it doesn't make sense to me how your business wouldn't grow. It literally doesn't make sense to me how your business wouldn't grow, right? Those are the three things you need to do in order to make money. And so if you keep doing those things and in a simple way and in a way that feels good, allow it to just keep adding up for you rather than again, stopping, starting, going back to the drawing board because that is something that hurts so many people. And please know that I'm saying that as somebody who that hurt for a really long time, right? The other thing that I wanna say is we really made sure that we were focusing on, this is a similar point, but we were focusing on what are going to be the things that get me the biggest bang for my energetic buck. This is a term that I use all the time with clients. What is going to get you the biggest bang for your energetic buck? Because here's the thing, I'm, and I'm, I was gonna say I'm awful at this, but that, that's not true because I know better now, but my brain never stops when it comes to offer ideas or the ways in which that I could make money or do things. Like I really like, I live for this. Like I live for coming up with ideas and I'm finally like, okay, like you have to figure out more so like how you can create these situations where you're then helping clients with the ideas. Not that I don't help them now, but like an incubator, whatever it is, where like I'm using that creativity and recognizing that it doesn't have to be for my business, right? Like they give you offers and all those kind of things for other businesses. And so my point is, is that like, I'm often coming up with offers or the offers that I've launched, the things that I've launched, like sure, a lot of times it's been a situation where, you know, we want to make money, but also it's just really like, I can't stop thinking of ideas. I can't stop thinking of ideas. And I've said this often, but I feel as though one of the hardest parts of entrepreneurship for me personally has been recognizing like that, yes, there are all these different ways to make money and there are all these possibilities, which is so fucking cool. But you can't again do them all. And so you have to really make sure that you are recognizing and being honest with yourself around how you actually want to make money, what's worth it for you to do. And so I know that many people do this because I get this question multiple times a week where clients are, oh, well, you know, I know that I could get, you know, an Amazon affiliate program up and running, or I could do, you know, this webinar, like this summit with this person, and that might get me a couple people in the door. And I'm, I'm certainly not telling you to not explore and not connect and not do cool things because again, I feel as though, yes, like that random summit or like sure, that affiliate link that you put up on your website, like that could bring you in money and people a little bit here, a little bit there and it all adds up for sure. But we have to balance that out with recognizing that if we have 24 hours in the day and even more than that, if I'm going to email, for example, my list, or if I'm going to show up on my Facebook group selling something, I'm going to be as mindful as possible that I'm going to put in front of them what is most worth it to me and also what, what's most worth it to them. I'm not gonna clog up my email, sending them emails about like, here's the top 10 money mindset books so that Jeff Bezos gives me a 2% commission on a fucking book right? Like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, the, like that, that's not worth my time and energy. And so sure, again, it might add up a teeny tiny bit, but if I spend an hour on that versus an hour doing something else that's more effective, again, I want to make sure that I'm weighing out at any given moment, is this the most worthwhile use of my time, right? 
And so one of the things, and one of really the only things that we focused on uh, or did additional last year, I should say, is we really put some energy and effort into our affiliate program. And to be perfectly honest with you, I don't even know if I should say it that way because we did a really lazy job of it. Like we did not really like, like there were a lot of other things that we could do, but again, this is another way in which we were simplifying. Like we weren't going to go again, crazy and, and spend all this time and energy on it where I was again, trying to simplify a little bit. But my point is, is that we recognized the way in which our affiliates and, and not all of our affiliates, you know, are big producers, but there are a few of them that bring us in quite a, quite a few sales each time we, you know, we launch something, right? And recognizing how how much that increased the bottom line, how many people that brought into our world, recognizing that oh, it's actually if I'm going to spend an hour, let's just say apple, like if we're comparing apples to apples here or apples to oranges, it's like if I'm gonna spend an hour here or an hour there, it's like I could spend an hour again doing the money mindset books on Amazon like I was just joking about, or I could put together a free training and set my affiliates up to be able to share that free training with their people and therefore the link is tracked and then they're making the money, they're, they're you know, obviously incentivized for sharing it, right? And they're able to share that free training which has a bunch of people sign up for my list. So even if they don't buy from me right away, now I've got all these new people into my world without really trying very hard. And, you know, sales here, sales there. You know, my one affiliate, like every single time we've launched 500K, um, I mean, I think like there were times where she's getting in like seven, eight sales, right? And again, like not, that's not a significant enough amount of sales in and of itself, right? And again, like I'm saying, we did a pretty lazy job with our affiliate program. But if she's getting eight sales for me, for example, and they're, you know, $1,500 or $2,000 a pop, that's a good chunk of sales, right, that I'm making. And that's important, but way more important is the lifetime value. I have, like, so many of the people that have come from affiliates have gone on to hire me one-on-one, -on -one, have come into my, you know, mastermind or Cyrus Inner Circle and have stayed for six plus months, right? They go on to buy from me again and again and again and again. And so something like that, seeing that, okay, I can put this energy again, this hour into it, for example, versus something else, and the ways in which this could actually explode my business and it's super intentional versus it being just one of the things that you're doing and then hoping it all adds up. I feel like a lot of people kind of spread their efforts around the internet like it's fucking confetti and they're just like okay well you know some of it will come back to me and like sure maybe but like I choose I really choose not to do anything unless I know the outcome that's going to come from it right and I, th I don't think that's a positive thing in a lot of life aspects right like that's like saying like I'm only gonna go on the date if I know that I'm gonna get married like no I don't think you should be so outcome oriented with every single thing you do but with business specifically, I feel like it served me a lot to not do anything unless I have like, this is why I'm doing it. I, many times I don't know exactly how it's going to work out, meaning like I don't have everything figured out, but I'm not just going to do this and like uh, on a hope and a prayer, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to do this affiliate thing. And then this is what comes for it. And this is how they get onto my list. And here's what they do from here, right? I'm not just going to wing it. Every action is going to be intentional. and Every action is going to be setting me up for something that's actually worth my time and energy and actually beneficial to the bottom line of my business, right? Because again, if we're comparing an hour and an hour, right? 
make sure that you're spending the hour doing something that again, gets you the biggest bang for your energetic buck. And so really recognizing that was, it played such a big part in the first point, right? Because it's like, not only are we going to do fewer things, not only are we going to take a time out from a lot of the other things, but also we're going to, if we do put anything on our plate, it's going to be worth it. And that really, it just felt like such a, not only beautiful thing because of the fact that we made more money, but it was really, I mean, again, transparently, it was me really stepping into new like levels of worthiness and new levels of consciousness in terms of like, who I'm being in any given moment. And again, like holding myself to the standard of I'm not doing things unless it feels really, really, really worth my time. And, you know, again, like that might sound super obvious to some of you. And that might sound like something that like hasn't occurred to you or something that you struggle with. And either way, you know, I get in my head sometimes, again, just to be transparent with you, I get, I get in my head sometimes where let's say if I'm talking about something and then I'm like, Oh, is this too basic? Is this too obvious? And you know, am I the only one who doesn't know this? And I really like, I'm able to course correct myself really quickly in the sense that like, I know damn well that I am a high level woman. I know that I'm a high level business owner, right? I've got the, the receipts to prove that, but like, I know that's who I am. And I still have moments where I struggle on really basic levels. And so I do say that because I think that so often we think we know something or we hear something and it's cliche. And I'm always like, but like it's cliche for a reason. I heard a couple of months ago, somebody say like one day at a time. And I was like, oh wow. Like it just hit me on a whole different level. It just hit me on a whole different level. And so again, I just feel like a lot of this stuff gets to get relearned and uh, like re-understood, if you will, on newer levels all the time. And I don't think that stops just because you make a certain amount of money or you're at a certain level, right? Again, a lot of this is just relearning and um, upping what we've already learned. And that's been my experience. And I know it's a lot of other people's experiences. So again, I say that because maybe it's something you've learned before, but it's always worth going back and like revisiting and making sure that you are holding the lessons, right? And like implementing the lessons as powerfully as you possibly could be, right? And so the third thing that I wanna share with you, and this feels like kind of a boring point, but also a really big deal, is that we really put an emphasis on payment plans. Again, this might not sound like a sexy thing, but I don't really care. I see so many people online so obsessive about getting paid in full or feeling as though if somebody is not paying them this amount of money, it's not worth it to them. And I have never heard that once from somebody who is happy with the money that they're making, right? People want to be making more, meaning what I mean by that is that it's often coming from a fear-based thing. They want to make more money, but they don't think lower end things or whatever payment plans are worth it. So they don't do it. And to be clear, there, there are lines with this, right? Like I wouldn't do, like if you were to hire me one-on-one, -on -one, I would not do some stretched out payment plan. That doesn't feel aligned to me, especially because I do take on so few one-on-one uh, -on -one clients. Like that's not going to feel okay for me. But if we're talking about things like courses or group programs, we started last year offering an extended payment plan and it was $97 a week, right? For $1,500, $1,700, $2,000 programs. And 
again, a lot of people kind of turn their nose up at that, especially online, like in the coaching space. And I just remember, I've, I've shared this many times, but like literally in April, I think it was, we had about 43,000 come in cash from payment plans, $97 a week payment plans that were hitting from the programs that we launched in December, January, February. It's really fucking fun sitting there on a Friday night seeing $97, $97, $97, $97 hitting your Stripe or PayPal account, right? It adds up. And the question that I always get from people is, well, what if people don't pay you? And it's not that I don't get that question, of course. And actually I get really fucking frustrated when, you know, we have the failed payments and all that kind of stuff. Not really frustrated, but it can feel frustrating from time to time. But my point is, is that number one, there are very, 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 very few people who have not paid us. Meaning people default on their payments or people like will have a failed payment or whatever, but like they will work out a payment plan. They will get it to you late. We've had people who like have gone down to like a $20 a week payment plan. It's not ideal and it's not exactly what I want, but if we're getting paid, who cares, right? I want to make what I'm doing for the most part, not all things, but I want to make things accessible. I don't want to be the coach that only can, you know, work with people for $10,000 a month. I don't want to be that person, right? I like the idea, especially being somebody who started their business broke. I like the idea of making my offers accessible, right? And as a business owner, $97 a week is accessible to everybody. And I have to tell you the truth. I'm, I'm still very much in a lot of cases, depending on what I save, a payment plan person. I like being on payment plans. If I were to sign up for something now, I might, I don't know, I might pick the $97 a week payment plan over the $1,700 pay in full. I might, right? Like, because again, like I, I like being able to have it be like this, this smaller amount of money that's going out. And I'm saying it in that way because it's such bullshit the way people talk about, like if they don't have X amount of dollars, they're not going to be a high level client or this, that, the other thing. It's such fucking bullshit. It's such nonsense. And I think it's so untrue and there, there's truth to it, but it's not factually true, right? And people act like it's factually true, which drives me crazy. And so again, my point is, is that we offered the payment plans where we allowed these programs to be more accessible to more people which resulted in more people signing up, which when their payment plans were getting paid more anyway, and I just think that's completely fair. We can have a whole other conversation about that, but I hate when I hear people complaining about that. I think it's very fair to, it's not even as much adding money onto the payment plan or like charging extra for the payment plan. It doesn't feel like that to, to me as much as it just feels like you're giving people an incentive for paying in full. Because paying full clients are a lot easier than payment plan clients. That's it. Like logistically, it's easier. And so again, I never have any guilt around that. And again, we could have a whole conversation around that. But my point is, is that again, making it more accessible, making it easier for people to say yes, resulted of course, in more people signing up for programs and not only more people signing up for programs, but more people signing up for programs and then going on to sign up for the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And then being good affiliates going and again, going next level with like the Sarah's inner circle or enter my mastermind, whatever it was. Right. And so I think that when you're in a phase of your business where you're so attached to every one sale, you might not be able to get your brain wrapped around lower payment plans. 
Whereas when it's just what I said earlier, every single day you're growing your audience, every single day you're nurturing your audience, every single day you're selling to your audience, every single day they're paying you, every single day it's all adding up and money's coming in, money's coming in, money's coming in, you're not that mad about it, right? And we win so much more than we lose, right? We win so much more than we lose. And so yes, my business is changing a little bit, right? And for logistic, again, reasons, we probably won't be doing that low of payment plans on our offers anymore. And there are reasons for that that I'm not ready to yet talk about just because of the, the structure of the offer, but it's going to be somewhat similar, right? And it's, but it's not because again, like that was a problem. It's just, again, the structure of what we're doing now, but I wouldn't change it for the world, especially if I'm looking at last year, we won so much, so much more than we lost. And again, I think people's fear of the lower end things or the payment plans is such a way that so many people are holding themselves back from the big money that they want in the first place and experiencing that, seeing that, right? especially when for so long I was in such a place of fear when it came to upping my prices. And when I realized that, oh, okay, you can go from, you know, let's say 997 to 1497. And yes, that feels a little bit scary, but as long as you give people a payment plan that's accessible, you're still going to get people signing up. And when I proved that to myself, when I saw that, when I witnessed that happen, it was such a cool and freeing moment in the sense that, again, it wasn't ever about the, the price point necessarily, right? It was about just making it easy for people to say yes. And it's such a you know philosophy, if you will, it's such a backbone of our business success. We've made it easy for people to say yes. And that's what I've wanted. Like we had over a thousand customers last year and I'm really fucking proud of that. I'm really proud of the amount of people that said yes to me right? That's a big deal, right? Whether it's a dollar or whether it's $10,000 a person, somebody saying yes to you is a big deal. And it's not, it's a bigger deal than I think most people give themselves the recognition around. And so again, I'm really proud of the way in which our business has grown in that way when it comes to more customers, right? Which therefore resulted in more cash. And I think that so many people are, you know, sleeping on little money, right? Trying to make big money. And if they actually readjusted the way that they were looking at things, I think they'd be in a better situation. And now again, different strokes for different folks, right? Like my business model might not be for you and you might have to adjust it based on what works for you. Of course, that's fine too. But I'll never stop talking about these things or saying these things or advocating for these things because I believe so deeply in what they've done for me and my business. And so again, when you've done something and you've, like reaped the rewards, if you will, you know, it becomes a situation where again, it's, I'm like, okay, well, like, it's not that I'm saying my way is the only way. Cause that's not true. But I also know my way is really fucking good because of how it's worked for me and how it's worked for others. Right. And so again, with all of that, I just want you to, especially if you are, you know, in a place where you want to go to the next level in your business, which is such a cliche and corny thing to say, but obviously everyone's at different levels as you're listening. And so it's the only way to say it, right? But if you're trying to take it to the next level, again, whether that's, you know, $5 to $10 or 50,000 to 100,000, either way, you know, looking at and listening to and like going through what I shared today, how can you simplify? How can you double down on what's working and what feels good? What do you need to let go of that's not working and that doesn't feel good? What can you make sure that you are, again, 
putting more energy into because of because it's worth it to you because of the results that it's bringing you right rather than doing more things just for the sake of it and really how can you rethink the rules that you have for your business, right? Because maybe you, again, are telling yourself that you have to charge high-end prices, or maybe you're telling yourself you have to do things this way. But if the end game, right, is for you to make more money and also reach more people and influence more people and help more people, well, how can you look at that and look at, like, and adjust the way that you're looking at things, right? And that sounds overly simplified, which, which it really is, but... At the end of the day, anytime I'm struggling with something, me being able to remind myself that like, oh, okay, but you are just a perspective shift away from a different circumstance. That's a very freeing feeling for me. And so again, my point is, is that what stories are you telling yourself about what you have to charge and how you have to charge it? Like meaning like high or low, whatever it is. And like, how can you kind of just like my, my coach Carrie always says like poke the belief matrix, right? How can you kind of poke at those things, the things that you're believing and see things right in a different way, question everything. And again, not in this like, you know, obsessive way, but like question, does this have to be this way? what belief could like maybe be shifted here and again opening yourself up to something that maybe you were like not against but like you weren't doing right like again those extended payment plans opening your brain up to the thought that you could do something like that it's a thing where you could make this this small essentially shift right this small shift and open up a world of possibilities that wouldn't be there otherwise and it doesn't actually require you doing a whole hell of a lot more. The extended payment plans is literally just about making an extra button. Like, right, like the, we were not doing anything more. It was just about offering another option and it completely changed our bottom line. And so again, those big, those shifts that create big, big results don't necessarily have to be big, sexy, complicated shifts, right? They can be simple, okay? So I hope that was helpful. Let me know how you liked the episode. Tag me on Instagram, Dan underscore. Uh, definitely text me. I'm, again, having so much fun with this text stuff. It's 848-257-5301. Just say hi. Uh, let me know what your takeaway was, anything like that. And I'm doing my best to answer as many people and as often as possible. Um, and... If you haven't already, I would be so deeply appreciative if you gave us a five-star rating, gave us a review, shared some kind words. It helps grow the show. And again, that's what I want, not only for, you know, my selfish reasons, right? I want the show to grow, but I really feel like we're talking about such important things and uh, really, really valuable lessons that more people deserve to hear and deserve to hear for free, right? This is a free podcast and I want people to have access to these things that I believe are so deeply important. And so I ask for you to help me out in that. All right, until next episode, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.